Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me that once accused me of being either a science vampire or an aboriginal because he couldn't find photos online of me is Doug. Hello. So, what did you want to discuss today other than our regular ramblings? Well, I wanted to start off with that <laughs> I've been going through stress headaches from doing our websites. Anyone listening to this, if you're going to start uh, your own podcast, uh, just know that it's 2013, it's the future, and two things, the, the closest thing... The future is now. The, the future is now, and the closest thing uh, you can get to a robot slave is a phone called Android, and there is not a program that can just translate uh, my thought process on Photoshop into a website, which is annoying. What do you think your thought process would look like as a visual representation? I imagine it being like a collage, a collage by a crazy person. Um... Well, you're close. It probably looks like if, um... Oh, I know. Like in that first season of Heroes, when they have all of the representations and the strings going between them. That's, that's what I picture your brain looking like. Yes. And then you cut one and the whole thing collapses. But made of those, like, time intestines from Donnie Darko. Deal. Alright, that's why we'll picture your brain now. Mm-hmm. Full of time intestines. Time guts. The poop rope. The poop rope. Of your brain. Of my brain. Um, and that's a reference to uh, Jen Lawrence's Let's Pretend This Never Happened, which... Really? Jen Lawrence? Jen Lawson. Lawson. <laughs> Sorry. Lawson. I didn't realize that actress from The Hunger Games wrote a book. It's, yes, it's called The Poop Rope Games. Um, <laughs> it's about... It, it, it is a taut thriller um, of a girl who joins the incredibly... Um, competitive world of intestine double dutch. And it's the most boring movie you'll ever watch about killing teenagers. Um, I believe Channing Tatum uh, cameos as a mentor character. Does he dance? Um, he kind of does like a, uh, like a James Brown um, slash Axl Rose crab dance. So I'm guessing there's a lot of grunting and going, ooh, yeah, in that? That just sounds like you're haunting the podcast. Ah, that just sounds ah, like whatever Damien uses his powers. Done it. Done it. And then the shark attacks. Done it, done it, done it, done it, Like, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the shark would attack in the omen. Oh. They should do a new version of the oh, omen you know where the shark is the antichrist. We could call it... Jamin. That sounds like something work Jar Jar Binks would say. Jamin to shark! I got nothing. I can't do a good Jar Jar Binks. Jamin. Thank God. Let's just call that one a working or title. Or we're Jamin. You don't think because he gets he gets omen? possessed he gets possessed uh, by like devil weed. Okay, I think we're gonna move away from this topic. Okay. We're gonna walk. Take a direct right. Just yet little, we digress. A little farther away from that. Um, I will say that uh, I bounced between um, uh, web design and my only vice. my my huh your only vice my not my only vice my uh, my my sole solace in that was for two days trying to watch uh, John dies at the end. Uh, spoiler alert: He dies at the beginning. Love that joke. Um, <laughs> 
this was one that Deb did not tell me was a comedy horror. So well, you just thought it was what an weird, a weird indie flick. I just did, uh, yeah, I thought it was a total. I thought it was gonna be like Ghost World. Like I thought it was gonna be. I'm sorry, I should have explained it to you because I've been pestering you for what like a month now to watch it. Well, like most things that people go, oh, you should watch it. I always, in, in hindsight, once I get into it, go, oh, there was one selling point you should have said. Um, like I. What was the selling point I should have used on Veronica Mars? Um, Don't say new and Gunpoint. Um, no. Um, you know... No, yeah, no, your selling point on, on Veronica Mars was great. It was, um... It's like Buffy without the vampires. Um, well, and, yes, but your and response and, but to that was, well, what does she do? Exactly. I'm like, she's a detective. You're like, okay. But my main thing on that was it was it was the banter and the fact that the main character was a strong female lead that still had to deal with her everyday life, even though there was crazy shit going on. Yes. That's but why not was, the Hellmouth. No, there was no Hellmouth, and her boyfriend was not a vampire think, with a soul. Well, technically, one of her boyfriends was a vampire without a soul for a little while. Which one? Spike. Didn't oh, get a soul until no, the end no, of the till the end of the sixth season. But then he had the trigger and the chip, and sorry, I've been rewatching that. Ah, so that episode all... where uh, he and uh, he tries to eat Willow, and he, <laughs> they use impotence as a, the metaphor for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I've been rewatching the last couple seasons of Buffy, so I'm right there. Oh, that's yeah. Rewatching, rewatching Life Serial was probably. I actually just rewatched that one. Hand the, the me my magic bone. <laughs> <laughs> It's just any any episode with the trio in it is going to have great lines that I will love to the end. And and it was what like them arguing about the best uh, the best uh, James Bond or wanting to be inconspicuous, but they had the picture of the Death Star on the side of the van. And he had the exact exhaust port in the wrong place. That was a, that was a clerk's level. Yeah, that was great. Um, but uh, no, my my only thoughts was flipping between um, web design and John dies John at dies at the, the end, end, which. Um, I kept getting interrupted watching it, and it got to the point where I thought the universe didn't want me to see it because twice I had a conversation about how I was getting interrupted watching it, and the conversation of how I got interrupted got interrupted. It was like I couldn't even finish the story of how I couldn't watch it. Oh, that's right. You kept calling me to try and tell me, and then your boss would come in and you'd have to go back to work. You know that thing that we customers, do to make, yeah. That thing that we do to make money. Ugh, for now. Meh. I'm okay. And by that, I, I mean I I'm going like, to plan, plan a heist based on a Gene Hackman movie like those guys in Switzerland last week. I'm sorry. I wanted to make a sneakers joke, but it just didn't come together quickly enough. I love enough. that movie. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I wanted to make a sneakers joke. It just didn't come together quickly enough. Was that River Phoenix? I don't know. The scene I'm thinking of now is when they get to the door with the electronic keypad on it and he can't figure it out and he just kicks it open. Was that Sidney Poitier or Robert Redford? I think it was Robert Redford. Nice. That was River Phoenix. Was it? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. That played Carl. Oh, that's right. It's been mm-hmm. a while since I watched it. The two things that come to mind with that is that and the I want to win a bag Winnebago scene when they're asking for the reward at the end. Uh, world peace. I'll work on it. Yeah. And when he's driving the van blind. Awesome. Hitting all the My comedians. left. Your left. Give me a gentle, yeah. gentle downslope. God, I tried to watch... I was, extolling the virtues of that movie to um, a then-girlfriend, and she's like, well, you make it sound so great, like, we're gonna watch it, and she fell asleep, like, within 20 minutes. Well, it does have a little bit of a it, slow it's start. A, it's a slow burn. But, I mean, 20 it's, minutes investment for that movie is totally worth it. 
Um, I remember I walked out of the theater, uh, and I was, this lady said, oh, it's weird seeing, like, someone, um, young like you seeing this movie, and I said, oh, I just, I really like heist movies, this was, I must have been, like, early teens, and, um, I said, oh, I, you know, I've seen it, I've already seen it a couple times, and she goes, oh, do you know who plays the young Robert Redford? And I went, uh, no, and she goes, because I'd like him to, like, you know, do me. And you're or, like, wow, I was like, ew, awkward. gross, yes. Ew, gross. So. I think that's one of those ones that actually holds up pretty well. The technology's a little bit outdated, but it still holds up a pretty well. A little bit, but yes. Well, yes, but I mean, that was the same complaint I had when I was rewatching Jurassic Park. And by that, I mean that uh, we have visors for blind people like in Star Trek. Then. Do we? No. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I was excited for a second there. Now I'm sad. Oh. Aww. No, no dirty LaForges. Which, by the way, I'm quite a big fan of the the nerdist idea of the uh, revisionist history where LaForge is just banging everybody, but they never talk about it. Was that on the LeVar Burton episode? Yes, because they were talking about how LeVar Burton never, ever had a love interest at all. And he, th- he laid out why, which makes sense, but it's a little bit annoying. Because blind people are gross? No, it's because they didn't know how to handle um, a black man's sexuality. Because I'm pretty sure it was all white writers. I'm probably wrong on this, but that was his theory as to why they never gave him a love interest. But like I said, did he nail chicks and roots? He had to, right? I haven't watched Roots in a really long time, oh. but I think Kunsa Kinte, yes, actually. I can't do it without feeling feeling guilty. <laughs> Fair enough. Something that you have absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah. Can you watch Amistad? Not without laughing. Because of the, uh, there's there's a, a comedy movie where they do um, uh, the I'm a, I'm the king of the world joke, um, and it's in Amistad too. I can't believe that you. Oh, never mind, it's not important. But yes, it was the the nerdist idea to have the revisionist history that LaForge was just banging everybody on the Enterprise behind. I was going everyone else's back, and they just never showed it. I like that idea. I think good revisionist history. I like that they really struggled with uh, an African American sexuality, but they had uh, Data Bonacek, Tasha Yar, and then they killed her twice. They killed because it was so nice. No, no, it was. I can't remember. There was some loophole where she came back and then she died again. I'm gonna have to rewatch the Star Trek now. It's been a while. You know what bugs me? I was just thinking about this. Um, that I, I think I've become overly sensitive to people that say Star Trek. Instead of Star Trek? Yeah. I don't even think about it. I know, and that's, I think, why people say Star Trek, and I'm like, no, it's it's Star Trek, and then they go, oh, are you, are you a Trekkie? And I go, fuck no. Um, I believe in enunciation and grammar, people. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe in proper wordage, um, especially because that's, it's the fucking name of it. <laughs> and yet, you're totally enamored with hilarious accents. Love accents, especially when I'm drunk. It's always how you know I've, I've had, uh, I'm starting to feel a good amount of uh, boost loose. Um, and yes, I do realize that uh, we just said about pronunciation, I said boost. Um, yes, but you were talking about being drunk, so. Yeah, um, about being booze loose, and um, uh, I'll break into different accents, but the only drawback is my German accent will always devolve into reciting uh, cliched lines in any World War Two movie. Ouch. Um... I'm a big Which, fan of the Arnold when I'm drunk. N- I don't do Arnold. Let the people have air. No. It, no. It, was that the line? Yes. 
Oh, I thought it was... From Total Recall? Give... No, is it Give the People Air? It might be Give I think it's people. Give Air to Mar... No. No, no, no. It's it's something about specifically the people. No, I always just... You know, the whole, like, Get to the reactor, Quad. <laughs> oh, Quaddle. Oh, Quad-o. Quaddle is the, uh... I don't know, my in-death god of corn. Wow, he just pissed off my in-death god I, of corn. I, you know, I'm not worried about it since our calendar's over. Spoiler no, alert, started... the Mayans aren't here anymore. <laughs> if their calendar was so great, then where are they? Exactly. We still have the pyramids, huh? Mayans, huh? Huh? I, I don't think I'm in I don't think I'm in any danger of pissing off pharaohs or uh, Mayans, but I guess mummies and death gods I'd be. Yeah. You realize that now you're just gonna have to have some prankster god pull some terrible joke on you. Well, I'll keep my eye out for coyotes. <laughs> or foxes. Or foxes. Oh my God! Speaking of which, I was googling uh, uh, if we could, you could actually own a domain name, and uh, for anyone out there who's getting into all this. Um, web stuff because the this new thing called the internet. Um, the new thing the kids are doing. This new this interweb I've heard so much about. The internets. Yeah, the internets. Also, you know, with those net pages and your dot alt and your, you know, ge- uh, GeoCities uh, message Angel boards. Angel fire. Angel <laughs> with your AOL IMing. Um, What's that keyword again, Doug? Lame. Lame. Dot alt dot news. Um, you were googling. I was googling uh, how to own a domain name, and you can't. But I got. Well, you can basically lease it for eternity as long yeah, as you yeah, keep yeah. up on it. Um, but I was halfway through googling, and it said, you know, uh, can you own? And then you know the auto fill in came in, and one of them was, can you own a monkey in Colorado? Well, can you? No, you cannot. Colorado is one of the nineteen states. That has a very strict uh, ban on owning or importing monkeys, or I, owning them. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Monkeys seem filthy. Uh, what? Well, I, what is it? Chimps after like something like ten years, they no, go. It's, it's like seven. They go nuts. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, right? Well, you know, it's. I mean, wild think animal. about. Well, but I mean, and you know what? I'd like to revise the monkey statement. Monkeys in a domestic setting seem dirty. I mean, out in the wild, they're fine. But if you actually have them in an unfamiliar domestic setting, they can't take care of themselves the same way. It's some bullshit. They seem dirty. That's why you give them diapers. <sighs> if I wanted to so they look like big baby said, monkeys. You know what? I Fine, whatever. I'm anti-monkey, all right? I will be that person. You're anti-monkey? More people owning them than actual monkey, but yes. Oh, okay. Because monkeys are a comedy staple. No, monkeys are awesome. I just... Okay, monkey knife fight is always going to make me laugh. Just that phrase. Monkey knife fight. I was like, is that a thing? It might be. We're going to have to look it up later, but just that monkey phrase. Monkey knife fight. That'd be a great band name. Actually, that thought had occurred to me, too. Monkey knife fight. Yeah, but think about it. We are monkey knife fight! It sounds like a Japanese band. Yeah, it does. Ooh, I bet their videos would be insane. Full of square watermelons. Do you like watermelon? It's alright. I don't care for watermelon. I like watermelon flavored things. I do not like actual watermelon. Hmm. Uh, Which, by the way, why would a square watermelon be so expensive? Don't you just grow it in a container? 
No, they like, engineered it so they could fit in refrigerators. I'm pretty sure that you just grow it in a square container. Like geisha feet? Sure, why not? You bind the watermelon so it's tiny and delicate. It makes the men have a bigger sense of responsibility. Wait. You mix metaphors, so men are taking care of watermelons? Well, you brought up geisha That just seems dirty in a domestic sense. Like I said, you brought up geisha feet. Well, I have soft spot for their memoirs. I did like that movie more for the visuals. I, I've I never it seen it. It was a really good book. It was a really good book. I was disappointed that it wasn't in Japanese. Fair enough. Given I can't read Japanese, so there you go. Hmm. If it's not a stick song, I have no idea what the fuck's happening. Thank you for making me sing in my head. Uh, I think you mean Domo Arigato for having you sing in your head. I want to hit you right now. What have you been reading this week? <clears throat> I've been, well, you know that I've been reading, um... Let's pretend, let's, this. Let's pretend this never happened by Not the Girl from Hunger Games. Um, by Jen Lawson. Um, as... Thank you for clarifying. I have a day, yes, as we've been texting and doing a daily, um... <laughs> daily check on what chapter I'm on. Because I love the book. It's hilarious. Um, and I think I think you and her might actually be siblings and you just don't know it. Uh, y- yes. Uh, yes. Because you have a lot of the same weird social quirks. Although, you don't blurt out odd things that you're afraid of saying at parties. I don't? No, I, well, I'm not afraid to say them, so I do blurt them out. Example. Um... Well, I'll blurt out, you know, word salad if I'm awkward or nervous. That doesn't... It's not that I'm afraid to say anything, I just don't have a filter. But I don't I don't get anxious about it to the, like, to a crippling degree. Yeah, but I suppose you and I also don't have the same kind of worries about embarrassing the people that we're with. No. The people that no, we're with generally no. know who we are and are just kind of expecting that I'm, to happen. You know, I, uh... I went to a, a, a company party, uh that um, an ex-girlfriend, um, we were together at the time and we went to a company party and she was like, okay, so you have to remember that when we go to this party, um, that, you know, it's a party for adults. And I went, okay, so... Okay, every Elvis party I've ever been to, people drink like it's the Civil War and a doctor's coming to amputate their leg. Oh, what kind of party? Every office party I've ever oh, been to. Party. Yeah. Well, she was worried because, you know, she had said, she goes... Now, remember, these these are adults and my coworkers, and I went, okay, so, like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you have to remember that not all of them are, uh, or none of them, um, are uh, gonna know um, the the big cliffhangers on this season of Young Justice. <laughs> um, and, and they don't care that Mark Hamill reprised his role as the, the Joker. Uh, let me finish. Sorry. Um, what was my tagline? Uh, wait for it, bitch. When we originally started thinking about all this? I don't know, I drink a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, no, uh, that he reprised his role of, uh, not Mirror Master, uh, the trickster. Oh, that's right. From the Flash TV show into the Justice League cartoon. I forgot you told me that. Yes. Um, I tell everyone that. And, uh, you know, and she goes, well, you know, people are not gonna totally get that, and you need to dial back the nerd, and I was, I, I didn't feel insulted. I was like, okay, yeah, I understand that not everyone has got... I don't understand why she would ask you to dial back the nerd, because it's just one of those things where people have different interests. Yes, but you also know that when I'm nervous, I will start talking about um, nerd stuff just as, as like, a 
not a defense mechanism, but as a... You um, just go back to your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, or, or something they say, you know, if they're talking about um, elephants for water, I'll immediately jump to Harry Potter because Robert Patterson was in that, and I don't like Twilight. Um, but it's funny because they did, it was a murder mystery party, it turns out. And I'm sorry. This was a work party that was a murder mystery party. Yeah, it was for Christmas. That it, it was a Christmas. It was that a Christmas. It was a Christmas awful. themed, Christmas themed, um, uh, murder mystery. Set you know what Pole. I associate with the holidays? Some type of elf murder. I think it was an elf murder. It's elf blood. It's elf blood. <laughs> Where's a goddamn robot? Guy never wears a blood. shirt. Oh, Danzig. Oh, Danzig. Whatever happened to you? Um, that's not. Um, Sorry. Murder mystery party. But, uh, yeah, and um, I said, well, am I treating this like, uh, am I treating this like CSM Miami? Am I going Caruso bot on this? Or am I going like Jake from Chinatown? And the look on my girlfriend's face was, she was horrified that I had made, like, a series of references right up front. And, uh, and let's just be honest, I had been drinking, I mean, it was an office party, and moonshine had been brought in. I still don't get that. Every once in a while, somebody tries to give me that. Well, and I admit, I will try weird liquors. I've tried a lot of strange liquors, especially since I've worked in a lot of places that have um, ethnic food and world liquors. But still, moonshine, just, just no. Well, this one... I'm pro drinking out of a jar, because, I mean, come on, that's just comfort and That's hilarity. classy. I look classy when I drink out of my jar. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's just comfort and It's hilarity. a bassoon jar, not a mason jar. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how did this end out of curiosity? Did you embarrass the crap out of um, her? Or? I embarrassed the crap out of myself for a, a, about five minutes where I think it had... I, I kind of like let myself go a bit too far and made fun of someone uh, who was dressed a bit provocatively, we'll say. And I had made a, like, am I sexy now, fucker? Joke. And, um... Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, and everyone kind of, like, that record skip barstool screech moment. And I realized I had gone too far, and, you know, everyone had calmed back down after 30 seconds, and I was was the postmaster general of the uh, North Pole. I can't remember my dumb name right now, but I was the uh, postmaster general, and I went, I'm sorry... Post office that was, is now closed. That was that was not befitting of a person of stature in the North Pole, like you know, bureaucracy. And I apologize. Please don't fire, file an HR complaint. And that managed to smooth things over because it was funny. It's incredibly funny. But my point was that you know she was so worried about me making an ass out of myself in terms of of um, your nerdiness. My nerdiness. I just don't get it. Like that, I said, you have different interests. They have different interests. Most people are fairly tolerant of that. Do yeah. We're just not into the same things. Well, you also know that, and you're the same way. Of where you make a reference and you look at someone, and you're like, "That's from this." Like, and she was afraid I that I would. I'm pretty good at reading my audience. I am not. I, I do not I play know. to the room very well. Like I said, I know. Well, I don't play to the room very well either, but when I'm in a situation like that, I'm pretty good at getting a read of the people that I'm talking to and the subjects that might we might have common ground on. Like, I can always talk about food. It's common ground for everybody. So I can always talk about food and what I like cooking and what I really enjoy and stuff like that. Do you not have common ground like that at such parties? No? Not a You can lot. always talk about yeah, coffee. I... <laughs> Do you like coffee? I do too. I make it sometimes. 
for money. I'm, I'm really good at my latte art. Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, I, I am not at all. Um, nope, that's not a maple leaf. I put a mushroom stamp on there for you. Except for the time I drew a skull. That was really cool. Um, and we're back to the nerd again. Yeah, and... Uh, I have to ask you, though, at the end of this party, did she end up embarrassing herself? She was... No. No, she didn't. But we I did laugh at her because um, there was a point where shots started getting prevalent. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, just do a shot of, you know, I think it was uh, some clear liquor that I don't, I don't like. I think it was vodka. That doesn't really narrow it down. There are a lot of clear liquors that are pretty terrible. Um, that's true. Most, all of them, in my opinion. But, um, but, I, but, fun to play with. but I think it was, I think it was vodka. And they're like, yeah, come on, shot. And I went, um, and I kind of, you know, eyeballed, um, your lady, my lady. And, um, she kind of just like kind of shook her head and I was like, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to bow out on, you know, this round. And I was very proud of myself and I was like, okay, like, see, I'm, I can be good. I can behave. And then when I turned around to look at her to be like, Hey, look, I'm behaving. I turned out and she's just got a jello shot halfway down her neck. And I'm like, okay, fuck this shit. So I ended up taking the shot anyway. Um, but no, her boss was really impressed that I referenced Chinatown. Um, you know, and he was like, oh, that's crazy. And I was like, well, I don't want to cut anyone's nose open. I'm just saying, like, am I playing this noir or am I playing this, you know, like, science-y? Um, science. Science. I might have blinded someone with it. Uh, Spoiler alert, I didn't. Yeah, I just, I think it's so weird that she would have warned you about that, though. Well, I think she was worried that my go-to in terms of um, trying to, yeah, in terms of witty banter is to discuss episodes of Batman or Spider-Man or um, issues where the Flash races, races Superman. Um, and I think she was just like, okay, I don't want them to think I'm dating a man-child. Um, which joke but was on her, was. she was dating a man-child. So, how um, jokes on you? Yeah, I think you're the she, one who has to go home with me. I it, she ended up passing out on the way home. It was fine. Um, and then she passed out on the light rail. And then, no, did that happen? No, I was just making an assumption. No, her sister came to pick us up. Okay. And was very amazed that I wasn't the one passing out. Fair enough. But like I said, every time I go to an office party, man, the alcohol's out there. Well, that was... Were you working at Paris when we did the, the bowling party? No. Were I you, was not. Were, did I didn't you? do any parties. I was only there for one summer. The summer that the BNC was in town. I would... Mm-hmm. I would, right around when you got let go. I left. Right. Left. Well, it was a... Well, they forced you out, and it was some bullshit. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was some bullshit. Um, I think the evil mastermind was behind that. And her axe man. Um, Anyways. Not important. So you weren't at any of the... No. Mm-mm. You were only there for a summer? Yeah. I imagine you worked there longer. No, I was only there for a summer. Yes, but Doug, I'm full of awesome, so... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And remember, you and I spent a lot of time together after that. Yeah, okay, so maybe I'm just... I'm probably at the wine bar, so... Well, it's also the fact that you were my partner in crime when it came to the car bombs and whatnot. Really? I associate that more with Crazy Rachel. Yeah, she was gone by the time I got there. Yeah, I don't know if you replaced anyone or... 
I don't think specifically. Uh, I can't think of it. No, I don't think specifically. I was going to say. No, I was going to say, I think I came in when you guys, right around when you guys started doing brunch. Ugh. I know. No. Brunch. Oh, oh Matt, Matt Bailey got you the job, though, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, That's that why makes you were so sense. wary of me to begin with. Yeah, Matt and I did not get along at first. No, but I mean, especially when I came on, you were very wary of me. You're like, I don't know about this. You warmed up to me pretty quickly, though, just because you liked how fast I was in the kitchen. Yeah. And then you warmed up to me because I was awesome. And you and I yes. nerd out together and drink car bombs. Yep. And I taught you how to drink them fast. Oh, I still have that skill to this day. I'm... I'm I, that like may, nobody's that, that may have, it spam that may have to go oh you know so this makes me think of this um so you talked about doing um cause I'm I'm you know really looking forward to drinking for my birthday um in December? yes okay um and you had mentioned that we were gonna do a theme of the alternate reality oh where we the all felt beards. where we all wear felt beards and have the darkest timeline yeah yes well Oh, so you're referencing Community as opposed to Mirror Mirror from Star Trek. Yes, I actually was referencing Community. Which was referencing Yeah, Mirror I know, Mirror. but I just thought it was... Well, actually, pretty much so anything I, I that has the alternate universe where they, everyone so has we, the beard. Do we, do we just wear the beards, or do we act out that we're like the Universe B equivalents of each you other? You realize that would only last until we got a few drinks in us. Acting like the... Alternate versions of ourselves. And frankly, I have no idea what the alternate version of myself would be, but I have a feeling it'd be like Futurama, where whenever anybody meets a copy of himself, they hate each other. Because every time I've ever met somebody that was super similar to me, I haven't liked them, because they say you hate in others what you hate in yourself. I would have, like, an Adam Scott level level of hair. It'd be fantastic. Okay. Thick and luxurious. I mean, I, I don't... What would, what would the alternate version of me be? Would I be, like, short, chubby, and incredibly friendly? With dark hair? Well, no, you wouldn't be the exact opposite. Well, unless we're going, like, C-Lab opposite. No, no, I was more teasing. Bizarro. You'd either have, like, white hair like the ghosts in Matrix, or you'd be, like, a brunette. You know, actually, I did that for Halloween once. The ghost in Matrix. Huh. With the gray trenches and the little faux dreadlocks, yeah. I still... It was a nice... Nod to like, oh, that explains the supernatural in the world, but you could tell they were just like, hey, what could we do with CGI? Hey, what's fun? Yeah. That in the highway, I was just like, okay, it says that they acknowledged that why you don't go on the highway, but I was like, well, this is a video game level. Pretty much. However, so speaking of Keanu Reeves, I was watching the remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Not as uh, bad as everybody thinks. Still haven't seen it. Don't no, care. No, it's not as bad as everybody thinks. Keanu Reeves, Reeves is really good at playing a character that doesn't know how to process actual emotion. I know, he's the robot. He's Gort. Isn't he Gort? Uh, Klaatu. See, they've already fucking ruined it. Because <laughs> Gort was the robot. Yeah, no. Uh, no, the robot's still Gort, but he's Klaatu, the alien. No? Okay, we're, we're not gonna... My, yeah, my mouth's just hanging open listening to this. Um, <sighs> but really... Well, it's because I had it on one of my video discs, and I was too lazy to get up after watching The Dark Knight. Did you just say laser disc? I said video disc. Oh. Why would I have that on a laser disc? I don't disc? know. I don't know. We're both holding up our hands like, why? Why would I have that on a laser disc? I thought laser discs were only used for props to make people laugh, and as a boo, I was going to say, and as a defense mechanism. Or the best way to watch you. The Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, the only way to watch The Abyss. 
Um, and by the way, on one of the the previous lost episode. Lost episode. Yeah. Um, we had, I had said something about Counter Reeves, and you had said uh, Johnny Demonic, and I just want to touch on the movie I was thinking of that he was in that was Philip K. Dick based was Scanner Darkly. Oh, I can't watch that one. Oh, so good. And um, Johnny Demonic is not based on Philip K. Dick. It's based on um, uh, uh, William Gibson. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Ah, uh, Gibson. I like William Gibson. Well, Lisa Overdrive too. is a fantastic No, book. I do like William Gibson. However, it's one of those ones that I have to concentrate when I'm reading. Yeah. Really? Well, you know, I mean, they're books that are easy reads that you don't really have to sit and think about and store all of this knowledge in your head. His two books ago, Spook Country, was a pretty easy read. I haven't read that one yet. I was, you know, I'm way behind on my reading, which doesn't help because I've been rereading things. I got a pile of stuff to get through. Like I said, I unfortunately have been rereading things, and I've actually was rereading Patton Oswald's book again. Good. Because I like it and it makes me laugh. And also, it, it's a kind of a nice window on his thought processes, especially when he was a teenager and why he is the way that he is. Um, do you, have you heard the audiobook? No. It's read by him, and it's, um, you, if you're rereading it, you'll know the chapter where he uses um, REM song quotes. Yeah. On the audiobook, they actually have Michael Stipe say the quotes. It's pretty awesome. You it's know, this, great. That's the chapter I've been reading where he's working in the movie theater, uh-huh. and he's talking about the assistant manager being the closest thing to a zombie that he's ever seen. And he's reading, he's reading Philip K. Dick in that, isn't he? I think so. Man in the Hightower. Yeah, I think so. I wrote a... S- not, a slash, not a slash fiction equivalent to that, but I wrote a, 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 a sexy story for uh, a, an ex-girlfriend um, that... Uh, um, deals with going to like an alternate reality, and at one point the uh, the bartender who kind of like knows what's going on is reading the Man in the High Tower. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, did she request this, or did you just do it on your own? Um, she was mad because I'd written a a piece of like vampire fiction, funny vampire fiction for a coworker, and this is before this girl and I'd ever dated. And she was kind of like, I was like, oh yeah, no, like, I totally wrote this thing and it's really funny and you'd like it, it's vampires. And um, she goes, well, I know you wrote that for our friend, like, you never wrote me anything. Um, not necessarily in that voice, she was joking. I mean, she was, she was teasing. She was, yeah. But um, good, good natured ball busting. But um, since you're considerate and sweet. But I went, all right, fine, fuck you, I'll write you something. And usually with that, with that, mentality going into it it's going to be like and you're going to die in the first five minutes um, but it ended up being yeah it's he keeps flashing back to like the universe A and it it's the whole scene is like their conversations in between uh, bouts of sweaty sex and she actually said that those she was like those made me like uncomfortable in a good way Reading them like she's like I I she goes I'm not sure I could. So she was very happy with the stories. What you're telling she me. was. It was. I'd never outright finished. She never read like I re- did. You the, realize read it the now ending. you're going to have to polish it and put it up as content. Um, because people are going to want to read it. I, I will have you know I'm. The, wh- was that the one? I I believe the original title of it was a reference to a, a they might be giant song. Uh, Birdhouse. No, not Birdhouse of Your Soul. It was actually um, uh, Self Called Nowhere. Ah, okay. Um, kind of a deep pull for uh, They Might Be Giants. Um, 
But, uh... No, and then I think the subtitle, because I'm a... Being a game, uh, Neil Gaiman fan, I've always got the title and then parenthesis alternate title, and it was something like saving the survivor from the wreckage or something. It was it was something very, um, very Grant Morrison Doom Patrol-y. Yeah, I just used Doom patrol That's not why I was shaking my head. Why? Well, I was just wondering how many references you were going to cram into that sentence. Specifically comics? Yes. Two and a half, if you count Doom Patrol as a half, since I already mentioned Morrison. I wouldn't count it at all. I figured it was included in Morrison. Okay. So two? Yes. Um, But damn, do I love me some Morrison. Who doesn't? Ah, yes. No one. I actually... Everybody can find something. The girlfriend that actually wrote the the alternate reality fiction for ended up um, I ended up getting her into Doom Patrol and then we broke up and she was like about to start the third book and I was like that's one of the things I most regret about the relationship is like we broke up before you finished the Doom like Morrison's Doom Patrol run you would not believe how much good shit I have lost in breakups I lost most of my transmet collection because of a breakup right around Christmas and it's just at that point I'm like you know what it's it's not worth fighting with you to get these transmet trade paperback I'll just rebuy them oh they're so worth it I know but yeah I totally lost I think all but two books of my transmet in that breakup I had, no, I had another one where I lost um, all of my Invader Zim Firefly the first two seasons of Family Guy and our two cats in the breakup <laughs> oh now I'm sad you need to watch Marin. He's obsessed with his cats. One's named LaFonda. Well, I'm not obsessed with my cats. I just love them. But isn't love in itself an obsession, Doug? Only if you're creepy. Thanks for that, Doug. Or Anne Rand. No, Anne Rand. Uh, Let's take the longest road possible to get to our point. Let's prose it up a little. Ah. Yeah, but you know what? As much as I don't like her, there is one thing that she's that she said that I completely agree with that love is the most selfish thing you can do really? you love someone so that they love the them the most selfish thing you can do what is it? having children I'm not sure the act of conceiving my daughter was selfish that's not really what I meant but okay Doug we'll just put that Why, in so you have like a, a legacy? you're basically creating a small version of you that's like the most egomaniacal thing you could do I think I'm so awesome I, I want a mini me yay you complete me. Um, you had to say mini-me after I watched Austin Powers 2. Um, he didn't actually mean to. Um, he growls in that so much. It's because he doesn't talk. I know, but it's so funny because he just goes, um, You want me to do mini-me smash? That and Scott Evil keeps getting like more and more ridiculously dressed. Yeah, I love that about him. Isn't the ending scene of that movie where he's wearing the black furry coat with his hair, bla- his hair black and black nail polish on? Yeah, he goes all Manson on it. Yeah, exactly. Marilyn, not Charles. I think we got that. Okay. It was what? Was that from the late nineties or was that the early two thousands? Um, mid to late nineties. You know, it would be great if we know. did a pop up video equivalent of this, and the actual facts that we're screwing up or can't remember pop up. I figured if we ever had to do a pop comment... Pop-up podcast. 
It's like watching the Venture Brothers, where sometimes you just have to have your phone handy so you can look up all of the references they Oh, make. my God. I the, always I, wanted them to do a pop-up video for Venture Brothers with all of that stuff. I had to look up who the other henchman was, the the sovereign henchman, when it was, one was Iggy Pop, and the other is, like, um, Klaus Naomi, or... Yeah, Klaus something. Yeah, I had and to look so that up, because I was like, that I don't get right it. right after I first saw that episode, I was flipping through the cable channels, and they were doing some rebroadcast of him doing a concert, and I'm like... That's the oddest thing I've ever seen. Klaus Naomi or yeah. whatever his name is. Well, let's just go Klaus. <laughs> I know Klaus is in there somewhere. Well, I think his first name's Klaus. I just don't remember what the last name is. <laughs> and I love the joke that they stick in with Iggy Pop there when he's like, I'm a street walking Cheeto with a heart full of napalm. You're going to be my dog. No, what is it? Now you're going to be my dog. Yeah, that's it. Something about... Are all of his teeth fake? I saw him on the Colbert Report, and I was like... I haven't seen Iggy in a while, so I can't honestly Well, the tell Stooges you. Maybe, reunited in there, too. Well, I was going to say, maybe he just has porcelain veneers. But he still... I mean, he still rocks it. I mean, he they, he did... Um, uh, what was it? Fuck My Job or Fuck This Job on Colbert Report, and it was awesome. He has not lost it. And he wasn't wearing a shirt. It was fantastic. He's always just been so painfully thin. Well, it was funny because I was watching it and I'm like, oh, you can barely see the scars from him cutting himself with bottles for 15 years. Meh. Put a little, a little back teen on that. A little back teen. It'll be fine. It's fine. Just, just pour some whiskey on that. It sterilizes. And then drink it. Um, oh. Well, the oh. whiskey, not the whiskey blood. I was going to say, worst vampire cocktail ever. Whiskey blood. Blah. I'm sure that's going to be in Vampire Diaries at some point. I cannot honestly say I've ever actually watched an entire episode of Vampire Diaries. I've never seen an episode. I just know that um, they're in in their vampire rules. They um, they they can drink, and it like stifles the need for blood. Well, how does that make sense? I don't know, but I kind of think I've got it too. Because drinking stifles my need to bash somebody in the head. So I'm kind of like, yeah, alcohol stops me from like doing a violent act much like vampires in Vampire Diaries. Is that reaching? Is that reaching for it a premise? It is. However, I'm more laughing at the fact that you're comparing yourself to a character from the Vampire Diaries. If I was, I'd be Bradley the werewolf because he ends up becoming Green Arrow. Stephen Amell, if that's how you say his name, uh, was on the Vampire Diaries in season two. Uh-huh. As a werewolf, I haven't seen it. I only read about this on his IMDb page. I thought you were going to tell me I haven't seen it. I've only read the synopsis of the episodes. I'm glad that's not true. No, uh, no, just it's it's on his IMDb that he was in Vampire Diaries before he was on Arrow, and um, and can I just say I know you haven't seen it. I need him to play I've actually up, no, they... I, I liked Arrow, but I was sold on the series in the first episode where he's working out in the abandoned warehouse and they show his abs. I'm like, well, I'm watching this series. Oh, uh, the, there's one where he's like doing this one workout for like ten minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm watching this forever. And even Diggle's fucking ripped. I, have you seen? Have you? you met... What's so funny about that is that I like looking at that, but that's not what I like in real life. I don't like a super ripped cut guy. I like him to be. You know, kind of in shape and lean, but I don't like a dude that spends so much time on his muscles. I'm in a shape. I'm in amorphous. Sympathy, Pat. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Another couple months, you can feel my gut kick. That's gross. Um, it's gonna be a soccer player. You feel that kicking? Soc- <laughs> my food baby's gonna be a soccer player. Oh God. 
Oh, baby. Oh, Diablo Cody. <sighs> Is that the... That's in Juno. Oh, okay. I originally heard it from our friend Ross. No, the the first... It might be. The first time I ever heard somebody talk about a food baby, it was in Juno. I think it's the only Diablo Cody movie I've seen. Oh, no, I saw Young Adult. I skipped over Jennifer's body because it looked terrible. I don't know. I kind of feel like I should watch it more for the awfulness than anything else. Jennifer's body? Maybe that's one we should do a smash cut for. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Especially if I haven't... Like, since we haven't seen it. Yeah. Just pause every five seconds and go, Jesus Christ! Fucking really. Also, another one that I'm desperate to do a smash cut for is The Labyrinth. <sighs> the Labyrinth, starring David Bowie and David Bowie's balls. It's starring David Bowie's package more than it's starring David Bowie. With his fucking bad Tina Turner. I had a wig. friend that when she saw that for the first time, she was in sixth grade, and she asked her mom to give her that haircut, and her mom totally gave her a mullet. The pictures it, are pretty it's, fantastic. It's, all, it's, it's a mullet. It's no, a spiked it's, no, mullet. It's the, Japanese, it's, an, it's the Japanese fashion mullet. It's exactly that's what That's a it term? Is. Yeah. It's huh. a Japanese fashion mullet. Alright. Well, we're coming up on the 45 minute mark. Oh, does this do mean I wanna, should get to our segments? Yeah, do we want to do the social contract asshole portion of uh, this? Did you actually want to talk about your dream before that or no? Uh, nope. Uh, just the fact that, um, ever since, uh, I've started reading, uh, Jen Lawrence, um, I've... <laughs> Jen Lawson? Jesus Christ. I could... Well, Doug I has could, a new social quirk. Yes, that, uh... It's like a disease. I, I'm very well of, of a brand new set of anxieties I have, and, um, uh. one of them's born from, uh, having a dream where I... We were accepting an award for a podcast at South by Southwest, and um, and now we're recording a podcast, and I'm of course very anxious that it goes well. Um, well, even if it does go, it doesn't go well. At least now our thoughts are at least on tapes. So we don't have to think them anymore. Well, now at this it's point, it's an empty Now, of the now I'm either just waiting until we get to South by Southwest, or I'm gonna live with uh, utter disappointment that we never got there. Uh, but it's not, it's not a goal, it's just like an event that I have prognosticated. Can't you just like take a picture of me? Because I'm not really excited about that. You know, I, you know what I'll do is I'll do a picture of you and then like glue it to a popsicle stick. Oh no, that's exactly, and I'll what, just no, that's do exactly a, what I had in mind. And I'll just do... But the Deborah voice better be, I pitched it, awesome! Hi, what? The Deborah voice. I'll just do Jeremy Irons again, that's fine with me. I'm okay with that too. Um, you know, uh, or you just sound like a bad, uh, a bad, uh, Christopher Walken, I can always do that. There are options. Fair enough. Um. All right, then. So, uh, did you want to get to, uh, social contract? Yes, I actually only have two things left on our whiteboard. Our, our segment that we have entitled, Social Contract, Asshole, where we discuss things that society should know better for. Yeah. This particular one I have problems with almost every day. I think I should be able to walk to work without getting harassed. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you want. I have my sunglasses on. I have my headphones in. I think that's enough of a signal to leave me the fuck alone. I don't care about international uh, children international. I don't care if you're fucking homeless. I don't care if you think I'm hot. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want you to bother me. I just want to walk to work. Do you not have this problem? I don't care if you're hot either, so... Well, all right then. But I That's mean, for calling me fat two days ago. I was teasing. It hurt my cake-eating feelings. You also said you'd cry tears of butter after I said that. 
Yeah, I suppose I really shouldn't have just poked the fat bear on that one. You did poke the fat bear. However, to conclude that, you know what? If people have those signifiers that they won't want to be bothered, the headphones in, sunglasses on, walking at a decent clip, leave them the fuck alone. Social contract, asshole. I'm really glad that you tied that back and that the signifier wasn't being fat. That we should just leave fat people alone. I never said that. What if they're jolly? And now it's time for Ask a Supervillain. Sander Harris of Sunnydale, California would like to ask, what are your favorite baby names? Well, when I was born in the shadows and darkness, we did not have names in the pit. But I really like the sounds of Jaden and Penelope. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!